Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 20 of He Said, She Said. I'm your host, Sierra. And I'm Eric. So, it's episode 20. You all know what that means. More conspiracy theories. Yay! Which I kind of feel like today's not a conspiracy. Eh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, there's, there's a lot of facts behind what we have today, but, you know... We're going to play around with it a little bit. We're going to throw some conspiracies of our own out there, and we're also going to look into some conspiracies that are just floating around. So we're going to be talking about something that I feel is pretty relevant, and that is farms and farmland. This was actually a listener-suggested topic for conspiracies, and we're pretty excited to touch on it because there's really so much going on. Yeah, and again, this is something I said a long time ago. I was uh-huh. like, babe, don't you think this is weird? You're like, whatever. Get out of here with your conspiracy theories. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's weird. Yeah. But this was like, was this right when the election started or right after Biden got off it, got in office? I think it was right after Biden. You kept talking about the food shortage stuff? No, like how foreign countries were buying up all the land uh, and stuff. Oh, oh. But before we get started today, I wanted to mention one of my earthly products that I enjoy which is Nourish Her Naturally. And it's a great earthly product formulated specifically for women. It's a natural multivitamin made to fortify, improve, and nurture the female body. It is formulated with, again, all natural ingredients, packed with vitamins and minerals to help balance hormones, boost energy levels, and promote overall wellness. And I recently started taking this uh, this past week, and I love it. My I started taking it mostly because my hair is falling out. (laughs) Um, Don't know if that's a postpartum thing or post-COVID thing, but it's actually just in this past week, I feel like it's, I've seen a difference. I know that sounds crazy, but I really, my hair's not coming out I mean, if it's a postpartum thing and this is something that helps balance your hormones, then I can definitely see it helping. Yep. Already. So, but yeah, to find this earthly product and all the other great products that we have recommended, just click the link in our Instagram bio. Yeah. So, rolling into this topic here, it gets really interesting. You know, I'm not one that's huge in a conspiracy, but again, there's just a lot going up here, and it really just doesn't add up. So, concerning land and surveys, the most recent data that we have is a recent survey conducted, which was 2020. So, I would consider these numbers to have increased since then. So, in 2020, it was reported that 37.6 million acres equivalent to about 2.9% of the total ranch, farm, and forest lands were under foreign ownership. When I say they're under foreign ownership, you know, I mean they're not owned by a U.S. resident or company. So these are completely foreign-owned lands. So this number is up from the 22.7 million acres that was owned just 10 years prior. So they've increased this by almost... 15 million acres in under 10 years. And did it say like where this is at? Like what? No, it's it's nationwide, right? So China alone holds over 2 billion, with a B, dollars worth of U.S. agricultural land. Uh, I know this only equates out to about 191,000 acres, but that's still a huge deal. That is a lot. You know, for a foreign entity, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah. And like, what's the point of that? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, is it just a, you know, a Chinese firm that is holding it as an investment, which, I mean, that's totally plausible, but... Yeah, so like, say you wanted to buy that land, would you have to go... You'd have to buy it from the Chinese firm. That's freaking crazy. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, 
it could be hugely detrimental because there's only so much land. I think in total, it's like 897 million acres. And I know, you know, when we say that, it sounds like a lot, but... That's already used up land too. This, yeah, and this number decreases Mm -hmm. every year. So Sierra, I know this probably hits home a little bit for you. You were born in Indiana and you have family that's highly involved in agriculture and farming. So... How do you feel about this? What are your thoughts? And, and why do you think foreign entities are buying up so much U.S. land? So, yeah. So like you said, I was born and raised in Indiana, pretty involved in agriculture. You know, 4-H, FFA, we raised pigs. And my brother now has lots of cattle and mm-hmm. goats. And so, and then my family, we don't have it anymore, but my family, my dad's my dad's side of the family had a pretty large pig farm. Yeah. But now... They used to own a huge amount of land, right? I think they still do, because remember I said now they're growing cannabis? Yeah. They, they're Well, they're growing hemp. Yeah. But, I mean, they like they had even more, obviously, little way yeah. back when, when your grandfather like, and yep. grandmother first yeah. got together and were in Franklin. Yep, yep. And yeah. so my dad would always tell me stories about how his grandpa would want to sell the land and all this stuff, and then eventually... My great-grandma was like, no, we're not doing it anymore. And then all of a sudden it turned into some something big, like a bank or a mm-hmm. school district. And I guess my dad said that his grandpa was like, see, told you. Like, we could have made. But, um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, like, it goes way back pretty far in my family. But and it's sad to see, like, when we go home, mm-hmm. I still call it home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going to call it home forever. Yeah. But so, like, when we go home to Franklin and... I see all these warehouses popping up, like, out where I grew up. So, there is, like, a little city-ish version of Franklin, like, mm-hmm. downtown Franklin where Franklin College is. But we're technically on the outskirts of city limits. So, yes, our address was Franklin, but, like, we never got pizza delivery. We never got <laughs> cable. Like nothing. Yeah, I remember, like, when we first met and you were telling yeah. me all these things, I'm like... You had to drive for everything. Yeah. It's like you couldn't have anything delivered to your house. Nope. The school bus didn't make it out there. You had to pay for a private like trash, trash pickup and mail yeah. service. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, but... and then like our mail service, it was just some random car. Like it was mail <laughs> workers, but like right. it wasn't like it wasn't mail a, UPS, truck. a USPS truck. Yeah, yeah, like they used a junky car and like they had it stamped like <laughs> yep. the sign and they had like a little blinker on the top. And we did have school buses come out. It was just. One. We had one school bus for like <laughs> elementary, middle, and high school. Wow. Yeah. And it wasn't even full, but <laughs> but yeah. So we lived out of city limits and it was quiet and nice and there's fields everywhere. Yeah. And you rotate crop, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, either one year you're surrounded by cornfields or the next year it's beans. And yeah, because then... those were the two major crops that you had out by you were the, the corn and the soybeans. Yeah. So. Corn and soybeans, but, you know, I, my big thing, too, is, like, all the natural big trees. Mm-hmm. I love that, because here there's, like, none. Yeah, there's absolutely none in our neighborhood, but, you know, if you can go outside of the neighborhood, you can at least find some. Yeah, but now it's, like, when we were there, what was it, July? Yeah. So, yep. yeah, we were there in July, and it's, like, the farmland that's directly behind my parents' house mm-hmm. is now bought up by... Honestly, I don't even remember who she, who they said it was, but it's just turning into big factories. Yeah. So you worked at one, the Energizer plant that you worked at for a while, yep. it used to be farmland. 
and we used to know the people that owned it and we and the people that just sold that farmland right across from Energizer and we know them too and it's like they get offered so much money it's almost like crap yeah i mean it gets to a point where it's hard to say no I, you know a lot of these people are are a little bit older you know they might not have future generations to take over and you know when somebody puts money in front of you yeah it's hard to say no to it yep especially when you think of you know i'm sure there are lots of wealthy farmers mm-hmm. and old money out there <laughs> yeah i like how you always say that yeah old money it's true but you know money can talk so yeah yeah but so something else to note about the foreign land ownership is that some organizations have super complex organizational structure and this data may not even be accurate with loopholes and corruption it's likely that foreign entities own a lot more than what's being reported yeah i mean so it it can get crazy right you know these organizations these foreign entities they could buy u.s companies or they could just kind of get their foot in there and then they can build all these back doors they can do everything so it's it's really hard to track them and there's a really good i would say a 99 percent chance that we don't have all that data oh i'm sure that we don't yeah and i also think it's weird that bill gates is now uh the largest private farmland owner in the (laughs) u.s owning 269,000 acres across multiple different states yeah and so that's just wild because he owns more land than China owns. Yeah. So what's he doing with that? And he's sketchy too. He is. And, you know, I've looked into this a little bit and from what him and his, I guess, ex-wife now say is that they bought it purely as an investment opportunity. All right. So like I said, a lot of the farmland behind my parents' house has recently been sold to corporations that build massive warehouses and plants. Yeah. So like I said, you know, we were just there in July and we didn't stay you know, right by the plant that I was working at, we stayed, I think, 10 miles up the interstate. And even then, it's just crazy to see how much they're building right off the interstate that used to be farmland. There was, I think, five warehouses going up right there, you know, on the way back to our hotel. And they're all going up at the same time. Yeah. And then they've got, they say that they've still got all this empty space, too. So there's no slowing down either. Yeah, it's awful. Yep. But with the population of people increasing and the agricultural land decreasing, it's extremely likely that the U.S. is going to run out of farmland and there will be food shortages. Yeah, you've been saying food shortages for a while. You know, I had no clue about any food shortage uh, Uh, news and because, you know, I was watching the news in the mornings when I was on travel for work and you'd be like, yeah, they're talking about food shortages. I'm like, I have not heard anything. Well, and just like you joked me about the formula and... Uh-huh. Thank God I stocked up on that because we would have been right yeah. in the middle of that. Yep. But also, like, not just the factories and stuff, but all these houses. Like, I honestly, I I really don't like living in Katy. I mean, there's just <laughs> so many housing additions that just keep popping up. There's, and it just, like, kills my insides to see. I'm like, why? There's developments that are going up every day. It's It's crazy. And it's like the new development right behind where we live. That's going up. And then we thought, okay, that'll be it. Nope. There's apartment complexes right behind that new development that are already starting to go up. There's going to be an HEB put up right across from the apartment complexes. It's just, it's crazy. So, I mean, the population keeps increasing. The agricultural land keeps decreasing. And it's going to be an issue eventually. Yeah. And so, I kind of wonder if, you know, these factories that they're putting up that they are saying, oh, this one's a 
battery factory. This one's uh-huh. an Amazon. This one's an Ulta because I'm just like naming off the ones that are near Franklin. <laughs> right. But it's like once there's no farmland left, they're going to have to turn that into like a food manufacturer because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make every all the food in a freaking factory. So and when you say that, do you mean like a like it's going to be like lab grown food? Yeah. And, and that's what they're trying to do. That's what your brother said. Because he goes, he's like, I was like, that's not real food. He's like, what do you mean it's not real food? I'm like, it's not, it's not real. Like, because it, it's, he was talking about the meat that mm-hmm. they're going to try and put in there. I'm like, how is that real? So, but it's because it's DNA mutation. Yeah. And it, I was going to say, I, I've seen Cloning it. I've, or whatever. I've heard about it. And it, it has the same DNA structure as normal meat. So it, it it's crazy what they can do in a lab. Yeah. But that's still not, that's still not right. And even like your mom said last week, she's like, when is the last time that we've left a restaurant and was like, wow, that was a great meal. Like, I that I cannot wait to go back. That was wonderful. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because they're like slowly doing this stuff, almost like dog food, you know? <laughs> like when you switch your dog's food, yeah. you have to like mix it. Uh-huh. So I wonder if that's what they're doing. They're like, oh, here. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we don't all get sick or whatever. Yeah. Oh, also a little crazy that... Bill Gates is the one owning all of this land, and he is one of the people that is highly invested into lab-growing factory or factory food. Yeah, I mean, he does have some share in, in all of this, uh, and maybe he's... <laughs> and the COVID shot. <laughs> and maybe he's just buying up this land to prevent agricultural uh, development so I think that so. he can promote, you know, yeah. his His future food. investments. Yeah. God, he's such a snake <laughs> but yeah i just think that's a little sketchy yeah and then, and then yeah you were talking about this last night i think this is kind of weird but yeah i can't remember and i called my brother on this because <laughs> i asked him like should i call my brother and you were like no don't call him i'm like i'm calling him yeah but uh i can't remember what state it was i want to say it was either wisconsin or minnesota and they're trying to pass a law that makes it illegal to artificially inseminate your animals so if you don't know what that is, you, you know, you can, I, we've done it. Like my family did it our whole life and it's not, they're trying to say that it's like abuse to the animal. There's no abuse. It's, it's quick, you know, like <laughs> it is what it is. And it's just, and I think that's because they're trying to control how much we can produce. Yeah. And control the you know, reproduction of animals. And that way, if we can't do it and mm-hmm. say that the animal can't get pregnant from natural, yeah, or... then oops, guess we have to do it in a lab now. Yeah. And so, and what's the purpose of, of that, you know, when, when it comes to farming, is it just to, to produce higher yields of the animals? Is it to, it doesn't, it's not like a, it's not like a purebred situation. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's easier, more cost effective. Okay. Less timely. Yeah. And sometimes, so let's just say a pig, for example, Mm -hmm. sometimes you won't have access to, they're called, you know, I'll just say male pig. Um, won't get into like technical terms or anything, but so you don't have access to a male pig and, you know, sometimes it is hard if your female pig is bigger than the male pig or whatever the case. Right. It sometimes just doesn't work out. So you can just... Do it artificially and... Okay. So it's... It's not, it's not bad. And yeah. I, Something else that I know, especially with foreign entities, is that they are buying all this agricultural land and 
some of them are putting solar panels on it. Yeah. I know, you know, your brother and... He started back in 2020. Yeah, and so many others like him, they're fighting to ensure this doesn't happen to the farmlands that are around them. But there's only so much they can do. They can go to the city council meetings. They can protest. They can, you know, get signatures. But yeah. but look at, like, how many people that we drive past. Because that's what happened. Like, my brother literally just finished building his house. And his land is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's so peaceful. It's, it's really nice because then he's a little bit higher yep. up. So he gets a perfect yeah. view of everything. Of the field and the yeah. trees. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's up on that hill. Mm -hmm. So it looks amazing. And then literally like they had just finished building and they're like, we're going to put solar like solar panels yeah. surrounding them. Yeah. Like Com completely surrounding. Hundreds of acres. Yeah, the house. But like I was going to say, like, look at how many people's houses that we pass mm -hmm. going out to my brother's house. And I, I, it's almost rare that you don't see no solar panel signs yep. and yeah yep and nobody wants it oh no nobody does it's it it's comes people down. back in the city who don't care about that land out there who yeah. probably don't live there and they either live They're in indianapolis yeah they live in indianapolis they live in surrounding states big cities they don't uh -huh. care yeah so they don't have to look at it every day their their water is not going to be toxic right their air yeah, so I mean, you start talking about that. Let's go ahead and talk about, you know, what happens when a company puts these solar panels onto the agricultural land. So they usually lease this land for four to five years. Sometimes it can be as much as 30 to 35, depending on operational flow. But this is potentially catastrophic to the land. So the thought. I hate that they say they lease it because once it's done. Right. You know, the thought is that the land can be converted from solar back into farmland after an operation is complete. But. That is never guaranteed. Sure, you know, the company can bring the panels to a landfill after they're done, but you got to think what's left of the soil and ground that they were on. Yeah, so let's take a trip back to history here. So I was reading a book. I honestly can't remember the name of it, but it was talking about the Dust Bowl and how back then we didn't know that you had to rotate crop. And okay. they, were, they were just like murdering the topsoil. Uh-huh. And... That's why it was so dry. So on top of also a drought, but also not rotating crop, and that's how you ruin your topsoil, mm -hmm. they had to come in, people from, I want to say Chicago, like the Midwest mm. came to Oklahoma and Texas and all these states out here uh -huh. and taught them, like re-taught them how to farm oh, because okay. they were destroying the topsoil by not rotating crop. And gotcha. that's exactly what happens when you put the solar panels in because you have to take the topsoil away and then it's basically not usable. Yeah. So looking into this, talking to Sierra's brother, we've learned a little bit. So there's toxic chemicals in every solar panel and the batteries that they use to store this energy. And over time, you know, maybe due to age or damage, these chemicals can leak out. They can leak into the soil. And these are known as a forever chemical because once it leaks into the soil, it is nearly impossible to remove without removing the soil itself. But he didn't say, like, that would happen over time. Like, they made it kind of sound like it was going to be pretty much, like, right away. Because they were, they were worried about their water, like, immediately. Yeah, I mean... Because they were on a well out there, you know? It's... Right. Uh, nobody, nobody wants anything bad to happen. It's like, we were just talking about before we started recording that Jackson is going through a terrible... Yeah. water issue right now where nobody can get water so nobody wants to have their water you know contaminated but it's it's likely that 
it could take decades of clearing land, adding fertilizer, lime, grading, and correcting poor drainage for the land to become highly productive and fertile again. So that's why, you know, these solar panels are so destructive to agricultural land. Because, yes, can they potentially be refarmed? Yes, but it could take decades before that. like millions of dollars oh yeah i mean it's definitely not not, cheap you're using large equipment a lot of gas a lot of manpower it's and then at the that's what the problem is like people hear oh solar panels right that sounds so green well no that's right back to greenwashing because you're really doing more harm than good yeah if you want solar put it on your roof (laughs) yeah and if it's if it's not broken don't fix it you know yeah If, if we're still producing enough food and how we're getting our energy now, I know it's not the greatest, but if it's not completely broken, don't fix it. Like, Or like you said, put it on your roof. Put it on these damn factories that they're popping up everywhere. Yeah, they could. I mean, so, yeah, that's great, actually. You know, they're producing these factories. These factories are massive, you know, million square feet factories. If you put the solar panels on top of all these roofs, you wouldn't need to put it in the agricultural yeah. ground. Yep. And if they really wanted solar panels that bad, why don't they offer it to everyone else? Say, here, put solar panels on your roof. This one will run your house. This one will run whatever else we want it to. Yeah. I mean, that is a whole other story. I have seen things where it is free for a lot of residents, but a lot of people think it's too expensive. The honest truth is that people really don't research it. They just automatically think, oh, this is way too expensive. Not, oh, shit, this is a tax write-off or this could potentially be free. So... If you're interested, just look into it. Yeah. I thought something else to note that your brother had mentioned was that what if there's a fire Mm -hmm. with these solar panel fields? It is likely to ruin everything because in these smaller counties where these fields, these solar panel fields usually are, they usually don't have a fire department large enough to contain or put out a huge acreage land fire like that. Yeah. And he said, too, there were some instances where it would, like, it gets so hot above the solar panels. He's like, you can, like, see it, you know? And he's like, it would, like, cook birds. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, if they flew too low, like, instant cookage. Like, (laughs) all right. Yeah, let's get into it. So we've talked about the factual data that we have in front of us, but let's get into some conspiracies. Still don't like that word. Still don't think (laughs) of their conspiracies. Uh, Say what you will. Yeah. All right. But there are a lot of conspiracies, but we really just want to play around with this and shoot out some thoughts and ideas that we have behind all of this. Yeah. Kind of lighthearted, you know, not anything serious, serious. Mm -hmm. But all right. One of the ones that I like to talk about is the foreign entities that are going to try and limit or even control the food production that the U.S. has. They could make demands weaken the population and, you know, do a heck of a lot more than that. And another one is that if there is going to be a food shortage, whether this is a controlled shortage due to foreign buy-up or a shortage due to decreasing agriculture land and increasing population. Yeah, so I mean, this one almost isn't a conspiracy. This is like likely going to happen. Yeah. And that, I mean, honestly, it's like all these conspiracies could be scary, but this is the scariest, I think. Because when when there's a limit to food, when you're preventing people, people get crazy. Yeah, e- exactly. Yep. You thought people, people were crazy. crazy in 2021 with the, or sorry, 2020 with COVID. Yep. People were going crazy about that. Wait till you tell them 
they can't have access to all this food and their rations are limited. I know, hey, purge is coming next. Yeah. We gotta decrease the population. Seriously. Gosh, can you imagine a lark? He'll lose it. <laughs> You're taking away my food. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh, something else that is worrisome is the current average age of a farmer is roughly 58 years old. So when you look at this, um, no one else is becoming farmers. Like, especially, you know, if you are becoming a farmer, it's because it's in your family. Like, yeah, and I mean, even then, people... They don't are... want to do it. But it's like, and I think that's, even if it is in the family, like, say, you know, Eric is going to pass it down to my nephew. And maybe my nephew is like, eh, I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. But it's because it's a lot of, like, it is a 24-7, seven days a week job. Like, you don't get, you don't get, you don't get rest days. Animals have to be fed. Crops mm -hmm. have to be harvested, planted. It's things a lot of break. hard work. Yeah. Things, I mean, I remember riding in the tractor with my dad and all the time, like, we would get stuck. Something would break. You'd have to fix it. So you're taking all that time out of your day to fix it, get your parts in, all that. So it's a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of hours. So you really have to like love it, love it. Yeah. And so there are a lot of large farms out there that are making a lot of money. But, you know, believe it or not, the average farm owner, he usually only grosses about $50,000 a year. So that's not a lot of money. And especially if you break that up into, like, how many hours you're putting in. Oh, yeah, because you're working more than 40 hours yeah. a week. Probably working double that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like I said, you're working seven days a week, and it could be 24-7. Like, yep. let the cows get out. Anything happens. Yeah. And then you talked about, you know, the families with generational farmers. But if their sons, their daughters don't want to run the farm, own this land, who are they going to sell it to? Who's going to try to buy it? Yep. Yep, it's crazy. Yeah. But then, like, so you grew up in the city, right? And a lot of your friends, none of your friends were farmers. <laughs> so, but it's like... No, none of my friends were farmers, yeah, babe. Yeah, and none of their family. So it's like, but, like, none of, nobody like that is like, so your dad at work is an engineer and your mom works at, a, you know, the hospital staff and yep. they're like, I'm going to go be a farmer. Like, that just doesn't happen. No, it, it, it really doesn't. So I it, mean... It basically has to be like... Yeah, you either have to have a passion for it or grow up with it. Yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely difficult. Okay, so here it is. You know, I know I joke about this one all the time, but I guess this really could happen. And with China owning so much land, what if they're building, you know, like bases uh, or other operational facilities throughout the U.S.? And they're planning a Red Dawn scenario. This scares the shit out of me. So I was looking this up, and I think this could totally be plausible. Oh, because for sure. If they plan this right, they could hold certain areas without retaliation from U.S. government due to potential high civilian casualties. They could strike other areas through their remaining military powers. If you didn't know, China has nearly twice as many active duty military personnel compared to the U.S. Ugh. So that's that just blew my mind when... You see China owning almost 200,000 acres of land across the entire United States. And then the fact that they have double the active military size that the U.S. does. Yeah. So, like, what if they're building, what if they buy this land, right? And then they build factories, like giant massive warehouses. Mm -hmm. And then they do a Red Dawn situation and they capture us. And then it's like a Holocaust situation. And Internment camps and yeah. Yeah, they, they turn those those warehouses into prisons and China just takes over the world. Like yeah. it sounds funny, 
and it could be you know any country really right, not right. we're not just like singling singling out china or something but like that could seriously happen it sounds laughable but it's not that far-fetched if you really think about it no i mean it, that's what they what is what do i always say predictive programming yep. why do they have these movies you know yeah and why do they show us the stuff? And I, I think I knew, I think I was taught too much information <laughs> in the military. Like you wonder why I'm so paranoid and I have all these theories uh-huh. because we were, uh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, I can't talk about it, but. Oh yeah. It's, it could be a very scary scenario. But that's like why I have a ready pack, you know, just in case. Yeah. I call it my, you know, we, we have called it my red dawn pack, but. <laughs> It's scary. I mean, even my my brother, he's like, I have a plan. Like, he knows where he's going. <laughs> and that, that's all he's ever said, too. It's like, if I brought it up or anything, I've got a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he, and I know, like, where he would go, but, and we, that's, that's where we'd go, too. Yeah. Yeah. You dang right. That would be beneficial, though, of having a camper, is you could just you could immediately yeah. go. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm going to Newman's Castle. <laughs> True. <laughs> But yeah, so like if we have, when we have our our RV and stuff, yeah, yeah, heck yeah, we'll have to tell your parents and your family where we're at, and everyone's gonna live in the camper with us, and we're gonna go <laughs> where Eric knows he's going, and yeah, yep, we'll hide Bring out. Bring the there. guns and ammo. We'll meet you here. Yep. Don't worry. We've uh, got got the arsenal. So yep. All right. So this one, I brought this conspiracy theory up to you too, because uh-huh. I really don't, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory, but. So it was reported that 10,000 cattle died because of record heat on the farm, but the neighboring farm had no cattle loss. That's kind of weird. Yeah. So this is Texas. Yeah. And so the rancher said, this is Texas and cattle are well adapted to heat, but we had much hotter days on record in summers past with zero loss of life. Yeah. So... Again, I just find it super ironic. Uh, and then also, too, like all those food factories that were burning down. I was going to say that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's crazy, too. You had all these. Seven, right? At least. Yeah. You know, major manufacturing, food manufacturing facilities. Yeah. And then the formula shortage. Mm-hmm. So, the. the Predictive programming. Yeah. Already prepping you. Uh-huh. So, the food manufacturing caught on fire. Yep. Formula shortage. Yep. And now all of these cattle are mysteriously dying. Yeah, I mean, so a bunch of farmers from all over the country chimed in on this, and they all said that something was not normal. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. No. You don't just walk outside and your whole damn, you know, ranch is dead. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. Especially, like, all at once. Yeah, I was going to say, that was just like the movie we watched, uh, Dark Water, I think it was, where... The DuPont... uh, DuPont? Yeah, the D- DuPont plant and what's the, the coating that they use? Uh, Teflon? Teflon, yep. The Teflon, you know, they were developing this chemical, anti-stick, you know, putting it on all their pans. It was causing and everyone to have It cancer. was, yeah, super toxic. It was killing people. Because it was in their water. Yep. I, I mean, you know, DuPont did a great job at hiding it. And, I mean, it took one guy, yep. oh, I don't know how many years to actually finally, you know, go in and... and you know, dig all of this up and, yep. you know. He but did it, was, it wasn't, so the farmer that came to him, it wasn't like all of his cattle just dropped dead in one day. No, but I it mean, was a lot like of them did. Over, yeah, I mean, it was every single day he would have like chunks, you know, like yep. numbers and he, he had remaining ones, but they looked 
terrible. Yeah, and it's like they they went crazy and had had to put it down. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. But yeah, I guess there's been a lot of cases where they've had a large number of cattle deaths overnight that are completely out of the norm. And this is pretty concerning. Yeah. Because is it natural or is it government controlled? Maybe even foreign caused? Both. Yeah, that's... I don't trust our government. It's scary. Yes, it is. It's terrifying. And I mean... Honestly, this everything that we talk about just like makes me want a homestead so bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's what I was saying too. It's like, you know, if it does get to this point where there's food shortages, there's lab-grown food, it's like you're not going to have access to fresh natural stuff nope. unless you're growing it yourself. Yeah. Well, and then you have to get, I mean, if you don't already have it, you know, the you're going to have to get seed and yep. make sure your soil's good because then what if they come around and inject crap into your soil and then your soil goes bad and then boom now you can't grow stuff yeah yeah so. there's there's a lot of conspiracy behind all this you know I, I like to try and find the good in it like the solar panels could they do good yeah they could do great but you have to limit the the amount of land the type of land that you're using you know like if you are going to use solar panels don't put it on agricultural land put it on a developmental land yeah but then like kind of back to like even the electric cars uh-huh so like, there was this one snowstorm. Was it in Virginia this year? That really bad snowstorm where people were stuck for hours. Okay. And they they were like, what if this was, what if all of these cars were electric cars and they ran out of battery? Like, you're going to freeze to death. So. Yeah. Same thing could happen with a gas vehicle, though. I mean. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's like, eventually, if things break and that's all we rely on and we don't have a backup, we're going to mm-hmm. be screwed. Yeah, I mean, it's crappy to say, but yes, this is a likely scenario moving forward. So, you know, Elon Musk, I like the guy a lot. I trust him, yeah. His his Tesla product, battery, everything, it's all open source. He did, did not like patent any of it because he wants, you know, other people to take this information, try to develop better electric cars, better batteries, everything, so that you know, we can decrease the climate change, the other, you know, earthly issues that come from burning fossil fuels, everything like that. But like you said, I mean, if we do go full electric, what do we have to back us up? And and honestly, how do we how do we know that solar panels don't affect the ozone layer just as bad as other pollutions? And honestly, there's probably not enough used and not enough research done to see because i mean at that point it doesn't put off any you know like toxic uh fumes toxic chemicals that but how does it not if if the parts are you know contaminated if the batteries that they have what it, you said at the beginning so the, yeah the, that all contains chemicals but that doesn't leak into the air right those are liquid liquid chemical right so that they can leak into the ground but it's not going to leak into the air how does it not leak into the air don't you remember the circulation what is that called like condensation yeah i know what you're saying but how does that not recirculate (laughs) you're saying like the creation of rain yeah yeah i mean because i don't know yeah i don't know maybe it could but again i i I think all i think they all know what they're doing and i think they know because ai is so big i think it's bigger than what we know it's gonna be even bigger yeah so that's what i mean i think it's bigger than what we currently know Mm -hmm. so i think they already know i think that they can test something 
It's going to show exactly how it's going to react to whatever they want to test it on. And I think they know exactly how the future of the world is going to pan out, but they're doing it anyways because it's going to make them money. And that's how they, it's, it's, a circuit, it's a circle. They do this, it's going to make them more money. Then when this breaks, screws everything up, they have another backup to start that cleanup crew, basically. That's going to make them money. Then that's going to ruin something. Uh-huh. It's just going to be a cycle. And honestly, I like Saudi Arabia's idea of that wall. Really? Yep. Gosh. I mean, that, that could be a whole other thing. But so if you didn't know, Saudi Arabia is planning on constructing this, I don't know how many mile long wall. And it's just going to be buildings from top to bottom. And I mean, this is people are going to live here. All your developments are going to be here. All your stores are going to be here. So instead of expanding, you know, outward on all this land, they're expanding upward. So this is going to be an interesting concept. I'm pretty sure they're the, you know, I guess they might not be the first ones. I've seen some crazy stuff in China, Japan, but like this is going to be on a whole nother scale. So this is going to be really interesting to see how it pans out. But I think it could lead into a certain class or hierarchy structure. I'm sure that it will. Kind of like um, Snowpiercer, where you've got you know, the people on the bottom, they're that getting the scraps. You know, they're being fed cockroaches while everybody up top is sitting pretty. That was that was such a traumatizing yeah. movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's what could come out of that. Yeah, well, and how do we know that? The factory-made food isn't going to be freaking cockroaches, too. They, they can doctor it, it up to look like anything. You know that there's already, like, cockroaches and feces and everything in our food. You know that plants, the FDA allows yes i know yeah they allow Trace a certain yep, yep i know yeah it's, it's stupid yep but like on snowpiercer they were like legit just mashing it up <laughs> yeah. like it was 100 percent cockroach that was their, their protein goo. bar or whatever that yeah. they got they got one goo bar a day Ugh. disgusting yeah so again <laughs> you know there is a lot going on here there's a lot of facts about land purchases ownership but there's also a lot of corruption there's a lot of miscalculation so we really probably don't know who owns this land the whole world is a conspiracy (laughs) yeah new world order pretty much so if you think about who owns how much land then you might start to ask the question why or for what purpose you know could it really be just a good investment or is there alternative motive behind the ownerships and should we as a nation be worried about it i think we should be (laughs) of course you do you're you never see anything for what it is, which isn't a bad thing. I I do see I do see things for what they are. No, like you don't see things for what you're told. Oh heck no! It, like like you said when we were sitting down at dinner, and Aaron said, "Do you believe anything?" No, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, my favorite thing is well, like when Aaron says, "Well, he did this." Well, were you there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they I'm, said this well were you you there? and aaron could probably go at it for a while we could but yeah yeah so you know if you have any conspiracy theories that you find interesting you know you might want us to talk about please don't hesitate to reach out to us again this was one given to me by one of my buddies uh he he just you know went all out gave us some subtopics little notes on everything which is great you know we love that Uh, We obviously, you know, go in and do some additional research behind that. But if you are interested in doing that, feel free to reach out. You can message us on our Facebook page or on our Instagram at ACS Entertainment LLC. Make sure you click that link in our bio. You can listen to all of our available episodes and find those great earthly products. 
We thank everyone for joining us and make sure you tune in next week for another new episode of He Said, She Said. She Said.